This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 79 on the move. Ooh, what is that from? What was that? Uh, you know, I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> She's making them up now. Not even trying anymore. Oh, uh, man. I have to like, look it up now. Uh, uh, oh, no, no. It's, uh, it's Mannequin 2. <laughs> what is Mannequin 1? <laughs> hey, a mannequin with Kim Cattrall. Oh, sure. Yeah, everybody loved that one. Cool classic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they did a sequel to that. That's amazing. Corey knew, and that's it. Now we all know. Yeah. <laughs> On the move. With me, as always, are my fellow plastic clothing <laughs> models, <laughs> Colin Harmon. I'm the headless one, the one you like, but don't know why. And Wes Allen. Down in Fraggle Rock. Ooh. I'm Corey Draper, and welcome back. Um, we, uh, It's been a while. Uh, I got, hey, I got a new, I'm still in my closet, but I got a new microphone. Oh, congrats. Doesn't sound like garbage anymore. Yeah. Not so hot thanks garbage. To you, guys you sound real good. Who, thank you. Thanks to all of you who commented and said, hey, it wasn't that bad. Um, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully um, this win is better. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so It will be. Man, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a month. It's been a year. It's, it seems <laughs> like years. 2020, Things are heavy. Huh? 2020. Um, you know, uh, obviously the pandemic, which is forcing us to record separately, but then you know, uh, a, a lot of things coming to light now and, and protests that are happening that should be happening. And, yeah. Um, tensions rising everywhere. And, you know, it, it would, I guess, I think it would be tone deaf if we didn't actually address it. So, um, you know, hopefully you guys, as you listen to this, you can bear with us. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, we do this podcast as a way to come together and to reminisce, to think about the things that really bring a bunch of us together, whether you're male, female, white, black, or anything else. Um, I think we love these things that we're talking about on this, and we hope that this podcast, you can just escape for a little bit with us. And, uh, you know, not that anything else is, or that everything else going on is worth ignoring, but this is a way to help us all come together. Um, I'll put it that way. So this is our uh, first episode of the month. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if we go by month anymore. This is our just. Every We've other been doing every month. other month this year. So yeah, yeah. what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. What year is it? Uh, this is episode seventy nine, and the I think we're on the odds now where it's uh, we we do our our news. There's a lot of news going on. People who are passing away and some things being rebooted. We got a lot to talk about, so we'll get to it. We like to call this a recurrent affair. <laughs> Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hearing that. Uh, I think it was on my car stereo the other day. I was driving for the first time in weeks, and that was playing, which is interesting. <laughs> wow, what a <laughs> what a coincidence! What a random coincidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really they was. run that song into the ground. Oh yeah, I, they yeah. play they overplayed too much. Every Just station, huh? every genre. Yeah. It's on every station. Mm-hmm. They don't know when it to quit. Mm-hmm. Well, we always kick these off with the bad things, and there's a few people who have passed away from, that you might remember from our childhood or even recently, uh, but still were a part of things in our childhood. And we'll we'll kick it off with Jerry Stiller. You might remember him as Ben Stiller's dad, 
but also as um, uh, George Costanza's dad in Seinfeld. He was yeah, uh, in King of Queens. He was in Heavyweights. He's in a bunch of stuff. Zoolander. Mm-hmm. So uh, a ton of stuff over his career. Lived a long time. Had a long career. Died uh, of natural causes at 92. So R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. No. Definitely a beloved actor. Which is so funny. He will be missed. I feel like I've in this in his passing tragically. I feel like I've talked to more people who have realized that he is Ben Stiller's dad. I was like, oh, you've missed out on so much. Like he is, yeah. you know, educated so much of who Ben Stiller is from a comedic timing and style. It just brought yeah, me so much joy personally from Seinfeld. Like, oh it's not gosh. a coincidence that you know they've been in a lot of stuff together. You think exactly. that you would yeah. figure that out? Well, honestly, it's probably more appropriate to say Ben Stiller is Jerry Stiller's son. But, True. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, especially of our generation, Ben Stiller is more uh, of the popular one. But he's been he's been real. I mean, he was really funny and just like literally everything I've seen. So yeah. definitely yeah. a messy in him and stuff. Yeah, he was Fantastic. definitely a, a scene stealer with yeah. Stiller with uh, with everything he's been in. A scene stiller. Are you saying like Stiller? You want a piece of me? Like, oh my gosh, that scene in that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah it's like that my first thing that i saw him in was heavyweights and he made an impression on me when i first saw it when i was a kid Just what like, is it don't let anyone else sign your checks yeah <laughs> it's like he always had like a very consistent humor for him yes and but it always fit whatever he was in it was good this next one hurt um also fred willard which i didn't know he was this old he was 86 yeah but yeah. he's just been in so much stuff and he seems to seem to have not aged to me i felt like he looked the same in everything i saw him in i, from, I, I feel like the only thing that I, I i just started watching that netflix show uh space force with uh Steve oh Carell, yeah i'm halfway he, through episode he, one he's he's in that he plays his dad and that was the first time that I'm like, man, he looks really frail looking. Mm. Um, but I agree with you. It's like with everything he's ever been in, he's very been very consistent and, you know, has always looked good. But like, you know, he was 86. Um, yeah. But he he must have had a really good agent because like in the 90s, he was like in every single sitcom you can think stuff. of. Yeah. It's like yeah. Married with Children, Family Matters. Friends, Sister, Sister, Clueless, Saved by the Bell, The New Class, <laughs> uh, Roseanne, Step by Step, The Wayne's Brothers, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place. Remember that show? Oh, uh, man. The Simpsons, that, of which course. Which just shortened to Two Guys and a Girl. I know. <laughs> uh, just Shoot Me, The Drew Carey Show, Mad About You. It's like he's been in literally like every sitcom you can think yeah. of. It's insane. But yeah. I well, and he's in you know Christopher Guest movies and oh yes, uh, I think that's where his his yeah. bread and butter was in those kind of movies. But oh yeah, like uh, Best Anchorman. in Show and A Mighty Wind. Yeah, Anchorman, man. Yeah, I think I think what's so special lot. about him? Yeah, he was just one of those people that's like he's so good at seeming. He has that same uh, effect of like he seems like he's coming up with the lines that he's saying right as you're hearing them. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum yeah. has kind of has that same feeling. And I feel like he's just like, oh, I'm right here in the moment, and I'm saying this line. I didn't realize I was going to say it until I was saying it right here. And there's yeah. something about that that is like so magical. And I think when, uh, at least for me, like I, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Modern Family at all. Yeah. But in the last season, which just ended, uh, he plays Phil's dad, and he passes mm-hmm. away in the show. 
And I got so emotional when that happened. Like, I was like, we had to pause the show. Like, I was like, oh, it hurt my heart a little bit. And then just a few months later, he passes away in real life. I was like, I was, I felt like I was like prepared and also not ready at all. Yeah. I loved him because I loved Christopher Grass movies and Best in Show and A Mighty Wind and obviously like all this. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things I loved about that he did that um, just the improvisational comedy style that they were kind of known for, like with all of them that did uh, all those movies. It was, yeah. And with him again, he was a, a, a scene stealer. It's like, I don't think he ever really had like a starring role in anything. He always kind of just popped up in everything he was in. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, you remember every single thing he was in. It's like, even like with the sitcoms, he was like the assistant principal in uh, Family Matters. And I remember that like he always made an impression on everything that he was in, even though he always had very small roles. Yeah. And I know this is like a really um, minor thing in the grand scheme of life, but he is the only human being to ever appear in a Pixar movie. In Wall- oh, in, right. In Wall-E. Wall-E. Yeah. Wall-E. And I, um, as you know, adore that movie. So yeah, uh, same. it's like basically a, a autobiography in some weird sense. But I think in some sense, like he just has like a very special place in my heart. I can go on and on, but we have more to get to, yeah. unfortunately. Fred Willard, you will be missed. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there's more to talk about. Brian Dennehy, uh, which I believe Bless he... he <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's see what we did there. Uh, Brian Dennehy, you might remember him from Tommy Boy. At least I that's the one I, I most remember him from. Yeah, same. Um, played the dad in Tommy Boy. He was in First Blood, Romeo and Juliet, Cocoon. Uh, he passed away also of natural causes at 81. He actually was younger than Fred Willard, which is surprising to me still. Uh, it seems like all of these have died from uh, natural causes, which is like usually you don't read that quite as often yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was pretty interesting that they yeah. all of them have died of natural causes. Thankfully not cancer or anything like horrible. Or is coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I hope true. that they're not trying to mask that in any way. But Yeah. We'll find out. And one more, uh, and this is one that I I know I like I definitely know. Do you guys? Yeah, know I, who this is? I don't know this one. So R.I.P. Howard Finkel. If you watched wrestling, if you watched the WWF in the '90s at least, you know who Howard Finkel is. He was the ring announcer, and uh, he was awesome. Man, he he had a really cool voice. Um, he was probably my favorite ring announcer. Like WCW had somebody, uh, was not as good. And then the, the person that came after him wasn't that good either. Uh, <laughs> I kind of miss Howard Finkel's voice. Very, very like it's that announcer voice. You hope it is like deep and just like exciting. I can't even ex- describe it. Can you uh, do an impression of it? I mean, no. It's like uh, yeah, uh, this match is scheduled for one fall. Like he has that like just. <laughs> But deeper and better, you know? Anyway. Sure. He just passed away at the age of 69, so he's pretty young. I would definitely watch wrestling if you were the announcer. (laughs) I appreciate it. Got one fan. Okay, so that's it (laughs) from from those who have passed away, thankfully, no more. Sure. Uh, We'll move on to those things that are being rebooted, the sequels and all that jazz. So get Mm. ready, because Fraggle Rock has been rebooted, sort of. I'm so ready. 
You may have seen the trailer. Um, it's come out recently, and it's on Apple TV right now. They have these shorts that they filmed, uh, and it's Fraggle Rock. It's uh, the characters, and apparently it was done in quarantine, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm very intrigued uh, I by have this. Not, have, you, have either of you guys seen it or checked out an episode or anything? I watched the a couple of them just to kind of check it out, oh. but it seems pretty spot on. I yeah. Mean, Holds up. It's like they they all they do kind of like a zoom call kind of thing with like a, a doozer tube, um, <laughs> which is like a radish kind of microphone thing that they use to communicate with each other, which is clever, cute. And then they sing a song and all that. But it's it's, it's are good. they like do they say why they're not together? Like is there also a pandemic in their world or? I don't think they touch on that. I think that they're just like separate, but that's the way that they can communicate with each other. Um, I love it. But yeah, evidently it's done well because, you know, they're going to reboot a, like a full length, you know, show coming soon. So I'm um, looking forward to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Very um, but you can the uh, Apple TV plus put up all the old episodes quietly, but you can watch those all now if you have like a free trial to it or something. Mm. Yeah. Love it. So you can watch the shorts and you can find out what Fraggle Rock is if you don't know yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you've That's never it. watched Fraggle Rock, do that. Labyrinth, there's going to be a sequel uh, from the director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, which I, I don't have much more information on that. Um, I know David Bowie was <laughs> involved in the original and cannot be for this one, which I feel like, I, yeah. I wonder if that will feel like it's missing something. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I would just skip that. I wouldn't try to recast that that yeah. character at all. Um, but I, I, it's interesting that Scott Derrickson is doing it because he's like, you know, before Doctor Strange, he was like a horror director. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. it, it's I think we kind of touched on this last one of the last episodes. But like, you know, do a horror director doing kids things. I feel like especially for something like Labyrinth, is a, it's a good thing. You know, like your brain is a little more twisted than just kind of, you know, yeah. trying to lump something out there. So it's like, I really think he'll kind of push the envelope much like the original did, which yeah. I think then Jim Henson direct uh labyrinth, the yes. original mm-hmm. and uh dark crystal. Yep. I, I, it's like with Fraggle Rock. I really like that. There's a lot of Jim Henson properties that are coming out. And I think that there's a new Muppet show coming out on Disney plus yeah. soon. Uh-huh. So I'm loving that all this Jim Henson stuff. Which staying puppets are making a comeback. Yeah, staying in like the uh, puppets realm. Have you guys currently watched uh, the Not So Late Show on HBO Max? I have not. With Elmo? Yes. I haven't watched it yet, but I don't want to tell you that you it's must watch television. But I'm going to come out and say (laughs) right now that it's must watch television. (laughs) It is adorably incredible. Like so, is it like he has his own late night show and he interviews celebrities and stuff? But think about oh, it's great. But think about like uh, like don't you wish that Jimmy Fallon was only fifteen minutes long, and that is the show. <laughs> like they he, like the monologue is one joke, the interview was like three questions, the, the musical guest sings like half a song. It's it's awesome. Like, oh, that's it's, amazing. It's really awesome. I love it. It's just adorable. I've watched every episode multiple times now. <laughs> <laughs> How okay, many are well, there? Four so far. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. See, now we have to get HBO Max. It's worth to it. Add to the list of fifteen other streaming services that 
we have to watch. Too. Yeah, I, I got a free trial for three months, um, but like I started watching. This is off topic, but I started watching the new Looney Tunes show. Have you oh, watched that? I haven't watched that. Any good? It's I didn't really, know that was it's, a new one. It, it's really good. It, it's very like throwback, making note. and everything, but it has like a little bit of modern style, but it still feels like classic. Hmm. It's really good. I would not I would, as offensive. Would, well, it's still it. You know, there's still like you know violence and like right dynamite and all that kind of stuff so it's you know it's it's very in line with the classic stuff so i'll definitely recommend cool. watching it. it's really good lots of tnt there is now a remake of doogie hauser and it's coming to disney plus which who was begging for this like i'm sure it's great probably uh, it's got think, disney bucks well, but so here's the thing is so this one's it's going to be a it's female led and it's uh, Doogie Keo- Kealoha. Mm, Doogie. But it's, it's set in Hawaii. <laughs> MD. And so it's, it's set, you know, the, the, the main lead is a 16-year-old half Asian, half white girl. Okay. Okay. Who works as a doctor. So it's an opportunity, I think, to put out there, like, a positive, you know, biracial female influence for kids to watch Great and obviously so like that a, way. Yep. obviously like a smart uh influencer as well love it yeah yeah somebody to look up to like she's excelling in being a doctor and not being an instagram influencer mm-hmm. so great. that's good i'm great with it i wonder if neil patrick harris will be in it he has to be right oh, i hope so I hope so i love him he's fantastic so here's the here's the question is is he the father no, she she is half white, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, don't get my maybe hopes up. Don't get my. Hopes I feel up. like they would put that in there if he was. I feel like he's a <laughs> he's a good marketing name. Yeah, I, I feel like they would say something right uh, about that. That would be that would be burying the lead if they had him on board and didn't say it. So. I'll agree with that. Okay, well, there's going to be a Hercules live action remake. Surprise. Who's uh who's who's playing? Who's playing Hercules? I have to know that question. <laughs> I don't think there's information on that. I yet. feel like there's either like a, I'm so for it or I'm boycott in that situation. But I think well, I think uh, Chris Hemsworth would be a good one. I agree. Yeah, with that. I mean the Russo brothers are producing, so yeah. so there's a chance that influence. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody in Hollywood named Chris is probably a great cast for that one. <laughs> Any of, of them? A lot of Chris's. Out Any Chris's? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's. I, do, do you guys like Hercules, like the original uh, Disney I, animated? Hercules? I've never seen it. Oh. Really? Full disclosure, I've never seen it. That's fine. It, it was one of those ones where I, I kind of aged out. At uh, last one I saw was Pocahontas. Yeah. And even that was kind of stretching it, and so I didn't see really any of them, and for like ten years. I, I didn't see any of the Disney animation. Hercules was my last win. Like I didn't see any of the ones after that. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's an underrated one. It's, it's great. A, it's it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah, it's a good one. And I think it actually really could be a a, a fun live action. Like I'd like to, I I'm interested in seeing where they're going with it. Because especially if they keep the music. Yeah, the music is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, so. I hope it just kind of stands apart from. There's been a lot of Hercules things. I think that like you know, Dwayne Johnson was in one mm. of them, and yeah, I, I think they've kind of done that a lot. So I hope that it just it doesn't kind of blend in with all of that stuff. It make it super like 
buff and action actiony and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I I, I would love it if they kept the humor in it because it's it's funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that would set it apart. Yeah, I I think as long as they don't take themselves seriously and and keep it light, uh, but still kind of have the kind of like an Avengers film, honestly. Like if it was like you know the recent Thor's, you know where it's like. It has the action, but also it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be but, really good. Yeah, I feel like we'll I'm. Hold, I feel like I'm holding out for an Emperor's New Groove live action. Reboot. Oh my gosh! I would yeah. with David Spade. Yeah, why not? Like nobody else could play Kuzco. Why not? And Patrick Warburton. Why like, not? Nobody else could play Kronk. Keep, do it while they're alive, please. Yeah. <laughs> like I would. I would love it. I feel like that. That is one of those movies where like. If they do that as a live action remake, I am <laughs> blindly here for it. I think that's going to be yeah. great. That's another one I haven't seen. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm I disappointing see, everybody right I now. I would see that one over Hercules. As yes, a agreed. Take. Oh, really? Yes. I'll check it out on Disney Plus. That a boy. As you should. Did you guys ever see Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Yeah, I did. You know, I don't. I don't know if I have recollection for that one, which is really. Funny. I uh, have I, you at least heard? I've of it? heard of it definitely, okay. but I don't know if I know what is the, what is yeah. the plot line. Can we spoil it from a few years so, back? Yeah, it's, uh, I I loved this movie, and my siblings like we used to watch it all the time. But, yeah. Um, well, you can go ahead, Wes. Sorry. It's like uh, parents go out of town, and um, Christina Applegate is the lead, and she's uh, the oldest sister. And there, I guess there's like, uh, like a teenage brother and two younger boy and girl siblings. So it's four kids that are left at home, but the parents leave a uh, baby, an old babysitter, with them, and she ends up dying um, within the first day or two. And then they don't tell anybody. They like do something, do something with a body and they try to like, and the parents are gone for like a month or two. So they're like Christina Applegate gets like a job at like this fashion agency and all this stuff. So it's like one of these ridiculous things that would never actually happen, but it's like, it's, you know, it's like home alone, but yeah, we like kind of dark. Yeah, it, it it really does like take the Home Alone premise and like takes it up a notch. Huh. So it's it's a good. I, I've watched it the last couple of years. So it still holds up pretty well. Um, but it's it's yeah. Do you guys recall what year that movie came out? I have it up right now. Ooh, eighty eight. Uh, no, it was definitely in the nineties. I think was it was it like ninety three. Mm, you're equally off. It's ninety one. Ninety one. Uh. Which I feel like Christina Applegate has had a good has had a Wes good was run. was less off, by the way. <laughs> uh, have you guys watched the show Dead to Me on uh, Netflix? Yeah. That she's on? It's, yeah. She does a surprisingly great job. Like I feel like this is like her heyday I've, in Married with Children that she's filming yeah. this movie. But uh, she's. I've always been a fan of hers, man. She's she's good. She's a great comedic actress, and she's just a good actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good in Anchorman and all that. So yeah, good. she's done she's done well for herself. So this is, uh, it's going to be kind of present day, you know, it's like re- what remakes do. It's like now for the, I guess for the 2020s family, uh, which I, that might make it harder to hide someone who's dead in this day and age, but yeah. uh, it's kind of a retelling and it's going to focus on uh, an African-American family. 
So, uh, and hey, if you liked the movie Honey, you're in luck because the director of Honey, <laughs> well, <laughs> Jessica Alba, is going to be uh, better directing being it. it. Interesting. I can, you know, just thinking about this print, I think that they can do a lot with it. Um, I, I can already picture it being very funny to like take this premise and run with it. I feel like it, it could be a, a very funny thing because I feel like even in the, in the 90s, they had to kind of hold back a lot with it. But I feel like it could be a very funny premise. Yeah. What is this releasing on? Do, do we know? I think it's just a, just a theatrical, theatrical. Oh, interesting. I was like, if it was like a Netflix release, I wonder if they can like change some of or they could be more. I don't know. Scandalous less PC about with it. Yeah, less PC is a better way to say it. Yeah. Like everything on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I feel like there's no middle in Netflix shows. It's either like no. really kiddish or like yeah. very adult. Yeah, like it's, like, it's yeah. N- there. I feel bad for teenagers that are trying to watch wholesome things because I there's nothing it. in between. Yeah, it's it's for like All three of them. It's for like uh, me <laughs> at four years old or me trying to watch Jackass on the Scrambly channels. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like no in between at all. Well, here's something wholesome. Goosebumps. Kind of. <laughs> it's ho- it, it's well, wholesome yeah. for me. Yeah, debatable. It is still debatable. for children, right? It's a, uh, okay, so there's a TV series coming back. Um, and it's a producer of the Goosebumps movies. So I guess they're just trying to keep some Which, continuity there. Of course, I'm very excited about this. I, you know, I'm always for making uh, scary kid things. So, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's a good time for it to, you know, toughen these kids up. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think that the movies were, were fine, um, but I feel like it was weird kind of they tried to put too much in it, like kind of combined a bunch of well-known stories into one. So they like kind of mixed characters. But I think it just works better as like an anthology show, much like the show that we grew up with yeah. where you focus on one book or story per episode. It's kind of like, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Um, so I think it, it works much better in the show format. So I'm very excited that they're going to do that. Yeah. Which I feel like the, the, um, that kind of anthology style has really had its resurgence with black mirror. I feel like that sort of like, yeah. Uh, showed that you can tell these very uh, poignant and deep stories and then not tell anything after it. Like it can be one of a kind. And yeah. I feel like, and, especially and, in the horror, in this like kind of fear mongering horror style, which is. Yeah. And like we've said in the past, anthologies are a great test badge for directors and, mm-hmm. you know, actors of yeah. that kind. Cause you know, it's not, it's low risk. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Well, speaking of anthologies, apparently there's going to be a Shining TV series, uh, which I'm so interested about. Wes, you're going to have to explain this one to me. Yeah, Uh, okay. I'm intrigued, but scared. uh, So, because I'm reading it, it's a spinoff anthology series. But well, then how? What does that have to do with The Shining? How do you make that anthology? It's please explain. It's going to be called Overlook, which based off the Overlook Hotel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So. I don't know how they're going to do it into an anthology because it, you know, the shining is a Why not? story. Um, but I know that that hotel has a lot of history to it. Um, so I would imagine that they would kind of go into different 
families that have been in that hotel or, you know, backstories. Cause there's like, you know, a wealth of backstory with, um, the shining and like everything that they cover. So it's like, I feel like you could kind of create, you know, the, the hotel, it's like the, the constant and you could tell different stories of gotcha. different things for it. But, um, interesting. It's very, it's interesting. You know, it's like, I, I like the mm. shining a lot. So it's, I'm very interested in that. So, and JJ well, Abrams it, and one, bad robot is doing it. So yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like that with JJ, JJ Abrams being a part of it. It's like, okay, this is like, they're taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be on HBO Max, another HBO Max thing. Yeah. So yeah. And it's like, you have to get that. Yeah. It's like, I, I haven't been that like super excited about HBO Max because I feel like we're getting kind of, you know, strung out on, on streaming services, but like looking through their content with my free trial, it's like, they do have a good bit of content that's worth, you know, subscribing to. I don't know if I'm going to or not, but it's, it seems pretty worth it if you're into what they have. Mm-hmm. HBO, please sponsor us. Thankfully, please. I get it because I have AT&T for my mobile service, so suck to AT&T, suck. AT&T, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I have Verizon, so like, mm. I don't know. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Okay, so there is... <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> there's a Hellraiser reboot happening. Uh, as well as a Her- Hellraiser HBO series, so are they they just launching this as a franchise. I like barely know what those uh, words mean. What does that mean? Hellraiser? <laughs> I have not watched that at all. You don't know who Pinhead is? I know those words at, and the I, end of that is where my well, brain. Is. I, I, I you probably I will, know the image too. Yes. Yeah. I I will say that you know I'm the horror guy, but like I, I've never actually watched Hellraiser. I've never been interested in it, and you know I don't know much about it. So um, I'm no help. I actually have never watched it. <gasps> Look at okay. us. Well, it's like I definitely know about Pinhead yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but it's like I I don't I've never watched the movies. So um, sweet, yeah. So <laughs> these are separate things. They are not related. So they're rebooting they're it as related. a movie and. Uh, HBO is making a series, a TV uh, series out of it. So, but so they're not connected. They're not like working in cahoots. No, to... it's it's. I guess it's a coincidence. I don't know, which is weird huh. because you know there's rights and all right. that kind of stuff that somebody. I knew. guess they're just like, please give us money for something. Please mm-hmm. make Hellraiser something. Um, if looking at them both, I, I would bank more on the the HBO series because uh, David Gordon Green is directing it, who also directed the latest Halloween movie uh, reboot kind of thing that they came out with a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 movie reboot, I don't know if it has a lot of kind of money into it. I, I could be wrong, but I would bank more on the TV series if you're going to choose one or have hope for one. Right. At least in this day and age when television seems to be doing better than cinematic adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. And I don't I don't know much about the plot that could make it of how that they could stretch it into a TV series, but um I'm assuming there's a way. But Colin, you're going to be very excited about this. The Babysitters Club is coming back. You know what's funny? Dust off the old books. I uh <laughs> I showed this to Give my wife. Read through. I showed this trailer to my wife with no context, and like <laughs> maybe thirty seconds in, she's like, 
babysitter's club. <laughs> she knew immediately <laughs> what it was. was. That's amazing. I was like, uh. This is, uh, this is actually something, I, this is where we're lacking, not having female representation on our show. I know it. Uh, because, you know, we have. Hey, s- I, I've read all the books. Cute. Have I'm you? excited for it. No. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Just kidding. Because I know you have a sister. I mean, it's like, I, you I, know, because. My yeah. sister was super into it. I just never yeah, picked I, it up and read it. I, I do remember a lot of uh, Babysitter's Club books lying around the house. And yeah. I, d- I did see the, the movie that came out mid- in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Um, With Larissa Alenik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only one I remember and, uh, that wasn't that. Well yeah, it was good. And it's like looking at this trailer, it's, you know, it, I'm actually excited for it. It looks fun. It, it looks like yeah. it looks very 90s expired and I uh, inspired and I. I almost questioned, like, is this set in the 90s? But yeah, I saw I, I saw a cell phone sitting out uh, when they were kind of zooming through all the stuff. But they have, like, that clear, that classic clear 90s yeah. phone with all the, you know, the gadgets, and which my sister had. So it's like, I feel like most people had that phone. So it really strikes a chord with us. Um, but it looks fun. I don't know. Well, we'll post the link to the trailer in the show notes for you. Absolutely. Uh, another trailer for you to watch is the Saved by the Bell. We've been talking about this coming back, yeah. and they have a trailer for it, and it looks it looks different, but kind of good. Did you guys watch it? Did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah, I was. I was uh, I'll say I was intrigued by it for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it like, was very it self-deprecating, but also very self-referential in a way that I'm like. Okay, yeah. you understand. Well, and it's the time that has passed. <laughs> yeah, and it's a completely different tone. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's a single yeah. camera kind of thing. It's not you know. Uh, it's definitely. It seems like it's definitely more for the adult watcher rather than the high yeah. school watcher. Which I feel like both can watch it, but it's like it definitely seems like it's catering to, you know, the people that are coming back to it to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm intrigued to watch it more so than i thought i would be when i click play on the trailer the first time right (laughs) and so in the trailer you see uh, mario lopez and uh you see elizabeth berkeley Mm -hmm. you hear a reference to mark paul gosler but you don't see him Mm -mm. but i think last we checked in on this he was supposed to be a part of it like as the mayor of the town or something right yeah, he's at least part of the plot, but I don't, I, I, I don't think I've still heard if he's actually going to be acting in it or not, which I think yeah. it would be dumb for him not to um, as far as a money standpoint. But yeah, like what else does he have going on? Well, and there's reference in the trailer to his son, which apparently is also like his and Kelly's son. So apparently, you know, they're still together mm-hmm. and mm. have a child. I didn't pick cool. that up. Yeah. Surprise. Well, I don't want to give away the hilarious Mario Lopez <laughs> antics line at the end of the trailer, but they oh, lead yeah. to it. Yeah, I do remember um, <laughs> So check that one out again. Put it in the show notes, or you could just Google it. That's probably easier. And that's um, going to be on the, the Peacock streaming yeah. service for NBC. Yeah. Which Another one. Yeah, which on a very like uh, nerdy note, uh, if you've watched any of the trailers for any of like, the Peacock shows that are coming up, their like inboard animation is like mm-hmm. boom top notch. They're doing a really good yeah. job, of, like with the elements in their design package. I don't know that anybody else yeah. cares about that. They, me and they maybe definitely West, leverage that for sure. They are, yeah, it's good. They're doing a great job in like it's clean. Their their <laughs> branding packages. 
beautiful. Well, I feel like it's 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 helpful that they have a very like established brand with NBC anyway. Yes. So I feel like it's like they've, you know, they've had many years to establish this and build on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which I mean, I feel which like HBO it, has too, but yeah, I feel like uh, it's I feel like the same feeling about uh, Peacock is like when the iPad came out, I was like, <laughs> that name sucks. Yeah. But uh, obviously, what it com- <laughs> what it does works, and I feel like when they announced Peacock, I was like, "You have literally any other combination of vowels <laughs> and and consonants to use, and you chose that." But great. But somehow the design is good enough to distract you from uh, you know two thirds of that word. So uh, yeah, they do a good job. As long as the content's good, we'll say Peacock all the time. Correct. I will shout it from and not giggle the rooftops and giggle a little. Uh, hey, there's another opportunity for you, to, for you to look at those beautiful design graphics. Oh. Uh, if you watch the Punky Brewster trailer, mm-hmm. which they are bringing that back, kind of the, in the same way of Saved by the Bell. So you have the original Punky as part of it, but she's all grown up now. Which surprised and she me. Has, uh, she has a child or children. Yeah. Um, and... It it also is in a very different style, but and well, it's, it's it it seems like it's more in the more traditional sitcom oh, yeah. style, right. very more so than the Say by the Bell one. Right. Maybe I just feel like it's a different style because it's so much better as far as quality, <laughs> like yeah. HD. Um, yeah. But yeah, real. I mean, it still it still seems like a different vibe to me. But um, did you did you like did you, I, Wes? I assume you watched Punk, Punky Brewster as a kid. I, I it was a little bit before my time. But okay. uh, I I was very very aware of it, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't I'm not well versed in it. Right. Yeah, I watched it with uh, the babysitters that were over. Like it was like I oh. watched that show, nine hundred two one zero and Melrose Place with my babysitters. Yeah. But it was like just one you know age bracket above me for my enjoyment. Yeah. But I watched it and was exposed to it because of them. Which I I feel like watching the trailer, it's like you picture what a new Punky Brewster show looks like and you're like yep that's it that's exactly what i would expect yeah. from it you know that's and fair with freddie prince jr thrown in there too so i was i think i asked in a recent episode what is he up to so let me feel good to <laughs> there you go see him it vindicated is. in my judgment <laughs> okay last thing um and this is something i can't participate in unfortunately but you guys might have heard. Uh, you guys might have heard of this um, documentary on this basketball player. Uh, it was very little known, um, but it's good that he's getting some publicity. Mm. Chris uh, Mullen. His name is Michael, oh. uh, and they made a documentary about it. Huh. And apparently, he won some championships or whatever. Huh. Huh. Some people were talking about yeah. it. Uh, huh. It's called The Last Dance. Okay. <laughs> Sleeper hit. Huh. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's good. Oh, so who's, who, who's uh, it your about? thoughts? Who's it about again? <laughs> I don't know if I caught the name there. Uh, is he? Is, I think it's about uh, Michael B. Jordan, oh, the actor. The, the B is silent. Is the B is silent? Got it. I think uh-huh. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll be honest. I really, really want to watch this, but I have not watched it yet because I I have not invested in um, buying it legally. So if, if any of you have watched it, I would be very intrigued as to your perspective and review. Okay, I've watched it. Great. Good job. <laughs> Um, apparently I'm the only one that pays for like a streaming cable service. Yeah. Right now. Yep. Well, I used um, my brother's login for the longest time, then he cut cable, so I've got no way ah, of watching ESPN. 
Um, well, it's very good. What do you love about it? Spoiler alert, the Bulls win at the end. Um, but it's a very good documentary series. I, I honestly feel like I would not... Uh, <laughs> I got me good. Colin is spitting <laughs> up Colin just do right a spit now. take? Close. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this won some awards. It's a very oh, yeah. well done documentary series. And I feel like it's getting, a, I've seen it get some flack because the Jordan corporation is involved in it. So I've, I've seen a lot of documentary makers kind of um, shun it because it's like, you can't really tell like a true story um, with the involved parties kind of in support of it. But I feel like, you know, they, from, watching it it's like they definitely didn't paint jordan and the a perfect light you know they cover a lot of the gambling stuff and he is definitely a very competitive person and like you hear from the teammates and everything like just how competitive he was and um but you know there you know it's not like after watching it you're like oh he's a terrible person or anything but it's like it's definitely not just like he's glossed over and this perfect sheen but it's very good and it's it's good to get backstory of the, some of the other bulls like scotty pippen and dennis rodman steve kerr and even phil jackson it's so it's just, especially the first like three or four episodes they go into like you know the second episode is mostly about pippen and the third episode is mostly about rodman so it's it's not just a Michael Jordan, you know, highlight reel. It 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 definitely goes into the deep root of like the Bulls team. Which uh, which episode was about Bugs Bunny? <laughs> they actually did cover uh, Space Jam in one of the That's episodes fun. of mm-hmm. like because that was like very soon after he returned after his first retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the interesting thing is like he was still getting back in shape. Um, while filming that movie coming after baseball and on the Warner lot, they built this like kind of like temporary dome for him to have a basketball court in. And apparently that was like the place to be like, there was all kinds of players that came to visit and play these like full court, you know, on the Warner uh, lot games on the Warner lot. That's awesome. And and you, you could know, have select, been there, Colin. Celebrities were known to kind of come in there. And so it's like they showed some footage of that, which is very interesting that they, you know, like, you know, he would get up at seven in the morning, do his filming for it, and then, you know, be filming most of the day. And then he would be, these games would take place at night. So, like, he, it seems like he barely got any sleep, but he, like, he wanted, he's, he's a, gosh he's such a competitor so like he would always um so he just played like as much as he could to kind of stay in shape for the coming season um but yeah it was very good and there's there's a lot of tidbits in there that's very cool to look at and like you know growing up in the 90s obviously we didn't have uh social media of any kind so it's like what we saw was on tv and the brief like interviews that he had and the other bulls had so it was very interesting to see they had hired a um 
a film crew for their last season. And that's kind of what they built this documentary around is like this, this footage that's just been sitting there for like Mm. 20 years that they haven't really done anything with, but there's a ton of behind the scenes footage in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, which like you never saw any of that stuff when we were growing up. We only saw him, Michael Jordan playing games and like, in commercials and all that. So that's really all that we saw of him. But so it's interesting. It's, it's weird to hear Michael Jordan like cussing a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely like a weird feeling. You feel like you're just kind of a fly on the wall, but it's, it's, it's very cool to see, um, because especially in that time period, because like, you know, you feel like all that kind of stuff is just memories are lost, but like, when you compare it to now, it's like you see everything like with LeBron, you see the good and bad and all of that. And you can constantly see them if you follow them on their proper channels. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. And I would recommend watching. I'm, I'm, I know that Netflix had, had helped uh, make this. I know it was like a Netflix production, but ESPN uh, has been playing it, which, I think in every, all the other countries, it's available on Netflix, but not the U.S. Oh, so I, I'm, tr- I guess they're just trying to get as much money out of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I think it's really dumb, especially in the season that they just haven't put it on Netflix because I feel like they would get double the exposure for it because yeah. it's maybe it's e- even without that, it's been extremely popular and it's been a lot to talk about with it because there hasn't been. A lot right now, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I would expect it to come to Netflix sooner or later, but it's, it's very good. I would def- definitely check it out if you have the means to do so. That's it. All That's right. Interesting. Because it's funny because uh, I actually read about it. I have obviously, again, have not watched it, um, but I watched a little bit about it in the time of uh, Adam Silver, who is like the current commissioner of the NBA. Uh, at the time was like in like a sort of entertain NBA entertainment sort of like COO kind of guy. And so we actually have him to thank for like a lot of the footage at this time. Uh, as the, oh, really? So as the NBA commissioner, now he is who was responsible then for making sure that all of this footage kind of came to exist in some sense. And uh, I'm very interested to watch it. I hope it does actually come to Netflix because I don't want to pay for it ESPN because I am cheap but i think in some sense there's like a i mean i i was the person growing up where like i had like the wings michael jordan poster and i had like the slam Mm -hmm. dunk contest and i I had you Mm -hmm. know dozens uh i probably over a dozen uh michael jordan posters in my uh room which i needed to like go ask my parents for those photos but Mm -hmm. um man it's 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 weird to think about like the legacy that he left because you know lebron is like the name that goes around now but don't you kind of wish you could see like LeBron in his prime and and Michael Jordan in his prime? Oh like, yeah, all, like absolutely. play each other because like there's all this like you know there's this time that's passed that doesn't allow them to compete, you know one for one. But uh, it'd be very interesting to see where they uh, match up now. Yeah, I feel like it's easy for people to say like whatever the new best thing is could compete with the old best thing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, watching all of this stuff it's like you really forget about how of a how much of a force that jordan was oh yeah and the bulls team it's whole like, team was crazy man 
it, it, you forget how much they just dominated mm-hmm. most of the 90s. It's like watching back, it's like I remember so many of these moments that they're showing, especially that last shot that he had was just this poetic movie moment. And it's, I don't know, it's just crazy how much of the, that just like took over almost an entire decade of like just like you know we were all bulls fans even though we were not you know from chicago or anything it's like you know we all had our home teams or people we grew up with but it's like everybody was a bulls fan then you know yeah like the magic orlando magic was my team but i 100 percent rooted for the bulls in the finals and yeah in the playoffs yeah i was i was ridiculous lakers at the time but like if the if they if the bulls beat the lakers it was like well i guess i'm a bulls fan now like it was like i don't know there was something about them that is legendary. which like um orlando was the only team that beat the bulls in the playoffs oh wow in the 90s because you know jordan had his retirement and then he briefly came back right before the playoffs where he wore you know number 45 and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and they played the magic, you know, in their prime with Shaq and Penny Hardaway mm-hmm. and all that in the playoffs. And, you know, Jordan wasn't, you know, um, I think that's why he worked out so much on the Space Jam set, because I think that they had lost to the magic because he wasn't in shape. They, they kind of talk about it's like training for a baseball player versus a basketball player is completely different. Mm-hmm. So like his... He was just not in the proper shape that he should have been to come back at that point. And so I think that's why he worked so hard on the Space Jam set because he lost to the the Magic. And losing to losing to any team like that got into Jordan's head. And you'll see in the documentary, like all it takes is like one thing for him to like go off the deep end of like to drive him. Whether if it's like a person that says something like, Oh yeah, I could beat Michael Jordan is like, oh yeah, you are on my 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 list. Like you can definitely mm-hmm. tell that that's the way that he competed. It's like all he needed was something to fuel like the fire. One and adversary, he, you were done. That's yeah, interesting. So like, I definitely think the magic was the one thing that really brought him over the edge. Huh. Like losing to that. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Wes and. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Are you excited about anything coming up or have thoughts on the last dance? Let us know. We're on Instagram at PassForward at PassForwardCast. We're on Twitter at PassForwardCast. We're on email on the emails, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know how you're doing. We love hearing from you. And I think that is it for us. So until next time. From downtown. Yo, pocket yourself, Metallica breath. <laughs> Later, snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not. Hey, Clavis. Wake up. The show's on. Oh, yeah. Kick it.